Well, hello there. It's a weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight, so it uh, it didn't go down the way we would hoped. I, actually, I'd heard that Jordan had the, uh, the votes, but then these text and life-threatening uh, phone calls were coming in to certain people, and... Uh, I, I didn't hear that, Bill. Life-threatening phone calls? Really? Uh, I heard. I, I knew that text, but I somewhere I'd read that there were phone calls to messages that were left, uh, which if that's the case, they need to get those recordings uh, and find out, trace it back to who it is. If it's somebody in the Republican Party, that person needs to be shot. Uh, hung and shot. I think that's that's a little drastic for a no. Prank but they need call. to no, actually. Well, no, 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 no. Let's be clear on this, because the intent was to say that if uh, you don't vote for Jim Jordan, uh, you know, life uh, as I recall, that's how it went. Uh, you're, you know, they they were threatening lives. You I know, understood that going, it was the other way. That it might have been the other way. It was the other way. If you if you if you vote for Jim Jordan, you'll be in trouble. You know, they were threatening the people who were supporting Jordan. Right. Well, either way, it doesn't matter. What what does matter is it tainted the vote. That is election interference. So we need to find out if it was a Republican that was behind it, a rhino. And then we need to track down all those rhinos involved. And that is now you want to talk about an insurrection? There it is. Now, what's the end result? You know, there's the guy that's kind of like the quasi speaker. He's not going to get it. But now a guy that put himself up for uh, the nomination is uh, Emmer, isn't it? He is a Soros guy. Yeah, he's Tom Emmer, I think, from Minnesota, I mm-hmm. believe. He, uh, Yeah, he, he's a guy who is, I think, in Soros' back pocket, which would, would seem... Uh, <laughs> It wouldn't surprise right about, me. It wouldn't surprise me if he got it because these guys, these these people, just if they have money, they have their way, you know. And Soros so has had th- his way for years. So where do you think some of the, you know, you follow the money, you might follow the uh, the evil that goes with it, and you do know that now there was a guy down in uh, one of the uh, southern states that's a rich guy that was, you know, funding the rhinos saying don't vote for Jordan. You know, I'm just starting to smell that, you know, there's a, there's a pack here of people that have Soros connection, and all of a sudden, we're floating this guy. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's real. Actually, it's I heard the-, the good news is that there's like six people now who want the position. You know, this guy, Emmer, is one of them, but there are, there are five other people. And on Monday, they're going to have like a uh, presentation from all these guys to try to get support for for somebody to step forward and become the speaker. I uh, In the meantime, nothing gets done. Absolutely not. Nothing gets done. We're we're locked so, in The legacy of this Congress is nothing. Because they're going to have a whole lot of something to get done in a very short amount of time. They need to get somebody in mm-hmm. hopefully by Midweek next week, and that's even too long. They should not even have the weekend off. They should be there working this out. You know, they wanted to. They had said to uh, this speaker pro tem, you know, uh, they said to him, uh, "Look, it, we'll stay all week, weekend rather. We we can get this thing done, wrap it up by Monday." The guy, this temporary speaker, said, "No, we'll be back on Monday." 
So why did he say that? What what get? Well, he's the pro tem, so he can say and you know, you know, like they did a secret vote behind Jordan to take oh, him I out know. of the running. I know. So why can't they do a secret vote right now to say the pro tem's an idiot mm-hmm. and we need a new pro tem that says we can stay for the weekend and get this done? Okay, so we have all this nonsense happening in Congress. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we had that demonstration from the pro Hamas, uh, pro Gaza people. Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of days ago, uh, right. Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, you know, she was not happy with uh, Rashida Tlaib's uh, little, you know, performance out in front of the Capitol mm-hmm. where she broke Probably down fast, in tears. Yeah. And, you know, by the way, we mentioned this before. Rashida Tlaib, when she did this presentation on the front of the, the Capitol, she already she knew. knew that the hospital hadn't been hit, but she sold a lie anyway. So, Marjorie Taylor Greene is going to do this. Listen. She should be held accountable, and she will be held accountable. I'm going to enter a censure resolution against Rashida Tlaib because I witnessed firsthand what she's capable of. Not only is she a liar, she's a great actress, just like the protesters, or maybe we should call them insurrectionists, that came in the Cannon House building where my office is yesterday. And they even, they took over, they were completely coordinated, they had practiced, and they knew what they were doing. My staff was able to take pictures of their cell phones when they were texting one another and we have discovered who these people are one of their group messages was titled global intifada intifada means arab uprising and rebellion which you could also call jihad that's who she brought in our cannon house office building yesterday we also identified their names and found out that some of them are linked to the southern poverty law center as well as the jewish voice for for peace which the ADL describes as a radical anti-Israel group. This was not an ordinary protest that Rashida Tlaib organized. She will be censured in Congress. There needs to be a House ethics investigation. And I've sent a letter to the Capitol Police to tell them to preserve all records of arrest because we need to identify these people. Okay, so my question, the very first question I have is, where the heck were the Capitol Police? I mean, how do these people get into these office buildings and then kind of take them over? I would have thought that the very first thing that would have happened is they would have grabbed them by the scruff of, of the collar and dragged them out of the building, but I don't think that happened. Apparently, they, no. they got in and they kind of set it up. They kind of got everybody in position and started the demonstration. They pulled signs down from the front of representatives' offices, you know, signs that were in support of Israel. They had no business touching those signs, but they did it anyway. I I would Mm -hmm. submit they probably did more real damage, you know, than January 6th. But these people won't be charged like the January 6th people, but they did something equally, if not uh, worse than what they did, you know? I mean, they were in there disrupting the the business of the day. They disrupted people in the Senate. They, remember we played the audio clip of that woman who went into a Senate uh, hearing? They were in the middle of a Senate hearing, and she started screaming about uh, about Palestine, free Palestine. I mean, it, it was, and she had to be escorted out. Um, look at, there isn't an equal justice system going on in this country right now. There really is, oh. you know. Well, I mean, look to the Trump trial and see that. You know. Oh that, my uh, God, Bill! Absolutely, we have, we have uh, the 
Powell, you know, case down in Georgia where she uh, worked a, a plea deal. I'm still not convinced that she sold the president out. I, oh I think no, she didn't. But you know, when you consider what she was going against, and I'm not, I'm not happy with the plea deal. But she had uh, how many uh, felony accounts? Seven uh, against her. Yeah, I think there was seven counts. Yep. So she's pleading to six counts of conspiracy to commit in, uh, intentional interference with performance of election duties. Wait, wait, that's not fraud. So you know that that that's that's clearly worded. But anyway, uh, they're misdemeanors. She faces six years of probation, six thousand dollar fine, and has to pay twenty seven hundred dollars in restitution. Not the big money that she didn't have to go to Georgia. So, in reality, uh, it's a win for the defense and perhaps a win for Trump because she can't testify against him. Well, you know, I think Fannie Willis thinks that uh, she's got Sidney Powell in a in a good place. You know that she will testify, and maybe she figures there's something that she can weasel out of her. But uh, Powell is not a bad trial attorney she she knows her she knows her way around the courtroom so i wouldn't be so sure that she did anything as a matter of fact i saw a video of the deal being presented in the court and uh i guess her accepting the deal and the court accepting her acceptance of the deal and it didn't look like a win for fanny willis so we'll, we'll you know but the media by the way they jump all over it they jump all over anything that makes Trump look bad. I was watching, and I don't know. I don't know why they go to these people all the time. You know, Andrew Napolitano has never been a, a fan of Trump. He just hasn't. Right. When he was on Fox, he mm-hmm. wasn't a fan of Trump, and now right. he's over on Newsmax. And the first thing that comes out of his mind when they ask him about uh, this plea deal is, "Well, it wasn't a good day for Donald Trump." And I thought. That's nonsense. That's that's baloney. If you look at uh, the relationship that Sidney Powell had to President Trump, if I remember correctly, she really didn't have a close legal connection. That wasn't like a direct connection. It was like Powell was trying to help the president, but she wasn't an official attorney of the president. You know? Right. And and so, I mean, there's not much that uh, she can do other than say that I was a supporter of the president. I think he... He got shafted. Uh, I don't know whether there was even much uh, personal contact. No. But, you know, it, it is a win for her in, in regards to the seven felony counts would have been prison time. There is no prison time. The amount of money that they wanted from her was, uh, I think, in the millions. Uh, she is uh, skating by now with uh, a $6,000 fine and I guess $2,500 uh, and so something else. T- $10,000 in whatever, you know, the yeah. initial cost of the attorneys are. So she got uh, she got by and scathed out with uh, uh, a pittance on, uh, you know, I had a traffic violation one time, and I went to court to fight it, and the judge wasn't ha- having any of it. But he goes, well, the officer didn't show up because he doesn't believe in it. He goes, but I believe in this ticket, so here's what I will do. He goes, I am going to put this thing on hold, and you better be good for the next six months, and then that ticket goes away. Otherwise, that ticket and whatever else we get you for comes back. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're a good boy. You don't do anything because nobody knows about it except for me just telling about that. That was years and years and years ago. 
And, you know, the reality was, yeah, I probably was well, you know, speeding at the point in time. Sid, I just didn't know. Sidney Powell probably figured it's going to cost her more money than it's worth, more time than it's worth. I mean, she probably has other cases and other things she has to do in life. She's a free person now. She's she's done. She's That's it. Uh, I don't know. I guess an, an, another attorney, Chesbro, Kenneth Chesbro, he, yeah. uh, he worked the same kind of deal. It's like Fannie Willis knows that she overcharged everybody. She overcharged everybody, so she's getting a lot of these. She's cleaning these these cases up. Getting a lot. She also wanted to get everybody grouped together in one courtroom, make it one big giant yeah. win. So she's going to have little incidental wins. She's going to go. Well, I did this and I did that and I did this. Looks good in my resume, doesn't it? No, it doesn't, Fanny. It says that you're you know you threw a bunch of crap out there. And you're scraping up well, the crumbs. Well, speaking of crap, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Here we go. Well, you know, you, you, up in New York, uh, a judge mm. up there threw a gag order on President Trump. And, oh, yeah, 5000 bucks. Well, yeah, well, then he said, yeah, then he said uh, the gag order uh, was broken, and then he charged, he, he was going to throw, he threatened to throw Trump in jail. But uh, it comes out that he's going to pay $5,000 uh, as a penalty for violating that gag order. Uh, which is more than you know how it was more than President Trump should have to say, uh, have to uh, to pay rather. But still, uh, it's not much in comparison to the to the wealth of President Trump. So he's not going to really a, miss it. It was a post that was on Truth Social that was, I believe, up before the gag came down, and then it was pulled. Now, I guess some of his people thought, "Ah, oh, this is too good." We they left it up on his site. And so that's what he's getting cited for. And I'm going like, wait a minute, you know, the, that's kind of bogus. Anything that predates predates. Well, you know, he, you know? he took the, there was a picture of some employee of the judge right, with Schumer or something like that, I guess. And they were dating and, uh, the, the woman was uh, ticked off. So the judge says, take the picture down. And Trump immediately immediately took it down from the from his Truth Social uh, website, his Truth Social website. But there's another Truth Social account that's like in his campaigns, and that still had the picture up. Well, Trump didn't know it was out there. You know, it Trump doesn't. Uh, well, let me ask. He you doesn't. A he doesn't post this stuff. You know, he, he's the, he's too busy. He has people doing things like that. No, but that's what they're doing. They're making, they're trying to make him a bad guy. And they're doing a good job of it. Uh, you know, I'll give them that. They're doing a good job. But did Trump go out with the camera and take that picture? No. Oh, no, no somebody else did. Uh, now, you're a public figure. And so if you're there with a public figure in a compromising way or whatever way it was uh, depicted in a public place, um, that's public domain and I'm sorry, but, but once it's out there, it's out there. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, that is a BS grab. Well, for Bill, a how many times have you heard someone say, uh, uh, the website was taken down and all the information on that website was taken down, but don't worry. We have a copy of it. There, there's always somebody who will grab, who will screen grab something. And the Democrats are good at that. Well, we got it. Yep. It was taken down, but we got it. Exactly. Whoever goes, out, whoever goes after them, nobody, because 
you know, they're not going to go after themselves since they hold the cards. And they do hold the cards. This goes back to what we said a little while ago. There's two sets of rules in this country, two sets of laws. The laws that are applied to the liberal woke left, which is basically do whatever you want. We're not going to punish you. And the laws that apply to conservatives and people like Donald Trump, we're going to put you in jail. We're going to put you in jail. I mean, how many memes have we seen where they went after President Trump viciously? For example, do you remember Kathy Gifford? She, Mm -hmm. She has a picture of herself holding up a, 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 a head, a severed head of President Trump. It, it, it is, and she's looking at the camera. It's a white background. And people got upset with it, but nothing happened to Kathy Gifford. It's almost a call to action, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, but nothing happened to Kathy Gifford at all. Nothing. Now, another guy, and I haven't got his information in front of me, he puts yeah. a silly meme out about Hillary. Remember we talked about it yesterday about, you know, yeah. uh, don't forget to vote early. Uh, uh, go to text Hillary at such and such. And he it, got like it, six or seven months, didn't it, he? It, he got seven months in jail. Literally got seven months in jail for a joke that he put on the Internet. Seven months for a guy who was conservative and for Kathy Gifford, who is standing with a severed head of President Trump and blood dripping from it, she got nothing. She got nothing. She got the anger from the right. People were ticked off, but she didn't go to jail. Don't do anything that makes Hillary look stupid. She does a good job of that by herself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but she's... she's If I end up in jail, that was what I'll end up in jail for. She's not a very nice lady, my my opinion. That's just me. Uh, moving along, uh, I wanted to play this for you. Uh, there's a lady named right. Batia Unger Sargon. I probably mispronounced that, Batia, but I apologize. Uh, she's an opinion editor at Newsweek magazine. During a recent appearance on Fox Business, she called out her colleagues in the media for acting like, quote, stenographers for the terrorists. Listen to what she said. Sure, your audience understands the depravity of what happened yesterday. So, after committing the worst atrocities against Jews since the Holocaust, the organization that was involved in dismembering children alive in front of their parents sent out a memo to the American press corps 10 days later in which they said Israel had killed 500 Palestinians by bombing a hospital. None of that turned out to be true. Israel did not bomb the hospital. The hospital is still standing, and we don't know how many people were killed, but it certainly wasn't 500. But our press corps, like the stenographers of terrorists that they are, simply repeated this lie. The New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, the BBC, the AP repeated Hamas's lie word for word. Why did they do this? Because they're all educated at elite institutions where they get woke mind virus. They cannot tell right from wrong. They cannot tell truth from falsehood. And they simply lie and lie because to them, Israel is the oppressor. And they spent 10 days having to describe atrocities against Jews. And they were just desperate to get Israel back into the oppressor position of the bad guy. Wow. <laughs> well yeah. said. Uh, woke mind virus. I like that. I never thought of it that way. But You it's know, the, in, the interesting thing, of course, you know, they did away with the uh, 
with the equal time status. But, you know, news journalists used to work for licensed stations. Mm -hmm. But now there's the Internet and all that other stuff. So there's really no legal binding to what a journalist does. And they can they can run off the rails with opinions or fake stories and there are no consequences. You know, I hate to say this. Now, you used to as a broadcaster, you used to have to be licensed. Mm -hmm. They've kind of done away with that. I think that anybody, and I would have no problem doing it, anybody that has a podcast, it, it disseminates the spoken word, should be licensed. Well, then, I, let me tell you, yeah, there's good and bad to that, Bill. Well, yeah, you know, I, I if know you have the wrong people licensing you, then it goes to the uh, it goes to censor, censuring. You know, it goes to yeah, well. Uh, them having the ability there to say, to be well, a code, though. There they, has to be a code. Yeah, in but place. they can turn around. They can they can look at you and they can say, well, I don't like what they're saying, and I don't think they're telling us the truth. So let's not give them a license. But what's Biden? Yeah, Biden's getting getting ready to. Uh, How would you like now? to have to worry about Biden's administration giving us a license to do this program? Well, we're going to have to worry about Biden's administration anyway. You know, we talked about the kill switch. And they want to kill the conservative media. Well, I, if, we, if we were judged individually, is what I'm saying, is they would pull the plug on our show because we try to speak the truth, whether it's yeah. good or bad. We try to, and uh, well, sometimes we try to the be truth fair hurts. And just. Yes, we do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, look, I'm not happy about the Sid, Sidney Powell thing, but I did look at the, the positive aspect for her and possibly down the road. For all the defendants, because if they all do that plea deal, that means that she had nothing. And when it gets to Trump, you know, you know, he could sit there and basically say uh, he's not going to admit he's guilty of anything. But it, it diminishes the whole thing because then he can go and say there's nothing here. Well, um, another thing I want to point out, this is interesting. You know, Greta Thunberg. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that little runt. Uh, she's a nice uh, nature loving runt. Yeah, a noted climate change brat. I like how they wrote that. Mm -hmm. uh, Greta yeah. Thunberg recently tweeted a photo of herself with other activists where she's holding a sign that says she stands with Gaza. Yeah, But even Gaza. more well, troubling you know was the inclusion of an anti-Semitic symbol. The thing that I don't understand is that uh, she's probably supported by a large Jewish community, you know, who are environmentalists, who think that Greta's on their side. <laughs> Well, no, she's not. No, no. She showed her colors there. And, you know, she's a young little girl that I guess was well-spoken and came out and said things that just caught the world's stage. But, you know, uh, I don't think she's all that. I think she was uh, selected and placed. You know, uh, Well, uh, I, I tend to agree with that. But, you know, anyway, that's our thoughts and not, not gospel. So. Um, Biden, uh, you know, he's... Well, there's so much smoke out there, isn't there, folks? So much mm. smoke. I mean, one day we're worried about the, the Middle East war. The next day we're worried about what's happening in the Ukraine. The next day we're talking about uh, the Speaker of the House. And every time these people are, these subjects are being broached, it's like a crisis. You know, it's a crisis situation. Nothing is, well, let's see what happens here. It's like, oh, well, will Jordan get the speakership? 
Well, with all due respect, it's not the end of the world if he doesn't. I would prefer to have Jim Jordan as the speaker, but it's not crisis time. Let's see who else comes along and whether he has uh, the, uh, what do they call it, uh, the resume, let's say, to, uh, to hold the position. But every day the media tries to excite you tries to keep you focused on a topic and keeps you and by doing that it keeps you under control you know i mean you're you're looking at the tv screen all the time how many times do you see on the tv screen breaking news when i was a young man in broadcasting if they put bulletin or breaking or something like that it was an emergency it was a crisis something major happened i mean when it happened, everybody turned to the TV like something's up. Look at Bulletin, right? Well, now they throw it out if the weather changes. I mean, you look at all these cable news channels. They got breaking news, breaking this, breaking that. It, they've really weakened the term and they've minimized it so that now you don't know whether to look or not. Because is, is it worth looking at? It's just a breaking news item about uh, some nonsense. I wouldn't worry about it. But anyway... um, so President Trump uh, on Friday, uh, he was. Uh, we talked about this. He was mm. uh, gagged, and they they find him for. Uh, uh, they find him in two. They have two gag orders. Did you know that they had two gag orders? No. They had the guy in New York with a gag order, and this yeah. this Chutkin in in D.C. She oh, had, she had a gag order on him, but she temporarily stayed it yesterday. She stayed her own gag. You know, because Why? she's giving Smith and Trump's attorneys time to make a presentation about whether a gag order is even legal. You know, so she's going to give them a, a chance. Otherwise, if she gagged him, he's being penalized now before they have a chance to make their case. You know, so uh, but I, I, I thought to myself, wait a second, how many gag orders do they have on this guy now? Well, and the point is. If with a gag order, he technically can't really campaign because everything that you know yeah. he has to say, they can throw into contention, and that was the whole idea. But now I do understand. Before they came up with her doing that stay on it, is that the Democrats now have kind of realized they need Trump to run, and the reason they need Trump to run is because. If they, if he runs, it doesn't matter what his poll numbers say or anything about that. What matters is, is that he runs and that Biden beats him again. And it doesn't mean that Biden's going to beat him, but you know how the last election went and you surmise how Biden won it. Trust me, it will be the same thing yeah, but all the, over the, again. And it beats down the Republican Party. Yeah, but I look at Trump and I think he's not a dumb guy. He's thought, no. of, he's thought of all these things that we're thinking about right now. There has to be something else. Either he's sat down with people who figured, look, at if we can have an overwhelming response, there's only so much cheating they can do to keep, to keep up with the vote. If we can get maybe another 10 million more people, another 15 million more people, they won't be able to keep up, even if they have the presses printing ballots you know, 24-7 you know, during the entire uh, period of the election. You well, know. Here, are the, here are the numbers according to uh, Harvard, uh, their poll that came out, I guess it was yesterday. Trump is leading 39 to 33% over Biden 
and uh, 19% for RFK Jr. 9% uh, don't know how they're going to go. That 9% is critical, but that's not going to, unless Joe got all of that 9%, not going to make, you know, make him and break Trump. You know, even if they split it, Trump's ahead. The, uh, so you've got that 9% there, and then you've got what uh, Kennedy does. Now, is he going to steal from, you know, more from Biden as we go down the road or more from Trump as we go down the road or split equally? That's, you know, Trump's got a, a good good path to victory, a good path Well, I, I, th- I think that he knows this. I also think that there's something else that's, that's going to happen. You know, I, 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 I could be wrong, but... There may be some decisions that happen between now and election time that make it so it's going to be harder for the woke left to electronically steal the elections like they did last time. Yeah, could be. Now, there were three three things I noted in the, the news yesterday. Number one, the thing we've always talked about, does Biden have a double? Because they, they pointed I a, saw out this. a picture. I yeah, saw the, this. the left media is going, that ain't Joe. <laughs> Sorry, jawline, everything. It is not Joe. So well, they pointed let, out let, the back then. Yeah, let's explain to the audience what we saw. I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Did you read the whole story? Because I only, I only saw. No, uh, I had my other okay. uh, thing going on yesterday. Here's what happened, okay? You had the, uh, they had a, a headshot of Biden speaking yesterday. Mm-hmm. And at one point in the conversation, seriously, folks, this is hard to explain, but I'm going to give it my mm-hmm. best shot. His chin below his below his jaw started to sag in multiple locations. It was like a mask, a mask sagging. And I guess he took his hand and he pushed it back. He put like he was pushed. He kept talking, but he pushed it back like he was trying to reseat the mask. And I thought to myself, oh, you got to be kidding. Well, it's all over the media. I mean, uh, especially the uh, uh, alternate news sites, the sites that are not mainstream media, the sites that aren't uh, fake news, they have the pictures. And by yeah. the way, friends, when you see pictures, when you see him do it, it's nothing staged. That's not staged. you no. know. And when the left media points it out, you know that there's truth to it. You know, Biden got into some more hot water, too. Apparently, uh, his White House has shared the identities uh, of secret hostage rescue uh, of uh, the secret hostage see, rescue unit yep. in, in yep. Israel. So they shared the idea. They, they now know who these people are, their names, and uh, probably where their families live, too. Yep. And here's what it says. The Biden regime's media teams committed a grave security blunder on Wednesday night by sharing a photograph that blatantly revealed the faces of members of the elite Delta Force. Oh, my God. They're no longer elite. Those guys are done. They they're have marked. To, they're marked. Yep. As a matter of fact, they're going to have to go into hiding and their families, too, protection. And some of them will die off in the news. The government is responsible. Joe is responsible. Now, do you remember Joe just weeks ago when they were you know, talking about going after him and the Biden crime family. Where's the money? Where's the money? Well, wait, Where before, before the you, money? I, no. I have audio for that, but before you go there, Bill, I, I want to read to you this part of that story you just said. You know, he, he did this before with, with SEAL Team 6. He, mm-hmm. as vice president, he revealed their identities and 
apparently the the members of the of the unit that he revealed were killed later on. They were yeah. killed. Uh, so you're absolutely. It's nothing to to be uh, to take lightly. No. This is a no, serious it, thing. Yeah, and that means is do we have a spy as the president of the United States? And is he a crook too? You know, because well, that's where I was going next. Well, Bill, you know what he did when he was in Israel. People don't talk about this that much, but he gave money to Israel. And while he was in Israel, he also gave money to Hamas. Yeah. When have you ever seen that before? He is a foreign agent that is acting as president. And I don't even know if the real Joe Biden is alive now because of that mask thing. You know, I mean, he was always an idiot, but maybe... He's something different. You know, the thing is, uh, he said when he gave the money to Gaza, to the Palestine, uh, Mm -hmm. to the the government in Gaza, he said it has to be used for humanitarian purposes and for the people of Gaza, the refugees. You know, as soon as the money gets over to Gaza, Hamas is going to say thank you very much, and they're going to put it in their bank accounts, period. That's the end of that story. Don't think for one second that they're going to feel like they have to abide by any deal that they've made with uh, with Biden. You know, think about this for a second. We still have, we got two hostages freed yesterday. We still have, what, 11 or 12 hostages, American hostages over there. You would have thought for $100 million, this clown that we have in the White House would have negotiated the release of the American captives. But he didn't do that. He got zero hostages for $100 million, period. End of story. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of paying for hostages. I don't like the idea of putting a price on Americans' heads. But we do owe it to get them out of there, and then we owe it to the American public to take... For us giving money and saying it's for humanitarian reasons, what's your definition and what's their definition of humanitarian Hey, I don't like paying for hostages either. But if it gets our people back. But but that being said, uh, he still gave $100 million. I I hate giving the money to them and getting nothing for it. I mean, if you're going to give them the $100 million anyway, at least try to rescue the people who are being held hostage. But he didn't do that. No, he didn't. Well, you know, Joe Biden, you know, said, where's the money when everyone was going? The crime of, the, of, of them. Well, it turns out that when they started going into all the bank accounts, they found not one but several different checks from his brother on the same day that his brother got money from one of the places that supposedly they did business with for $200,000 and then a check personally made out to Joe Biden for 200000 Actually, Joe said this. The bribery allegation, Congresswoman Nancy Mace says there's damning evidence in the FBI file that you sold out the country. Do you have a response to congressional Republicans? Where's the money? I'm joking. Mr. President, can I try to... Where's the money? I'm joking, he said to the reporter. Where's the money? Well, Comer said this. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. We're still digging into evidence subpoenaed from bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president. 
A document that we're releasing today raises new questions about how President Biden personally benefited from his family's shady influence peddling of his last name and their access to him. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check we've obtained in our investigation. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors and that he could obtain a large investment from the Middle East based on his political connections, end quote. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account. And then on the very same day, James Biden wrote a $200,000 check from this same personal bank account to Joe Biden. James Biden wrote this check to Joe Biden as a, quote, loan repayment. AmeriCorps, a distressed company, loaned money to James Biden, who then sent it to Joe Biden. Even if this was a personal loan repayment, it's still troubling that Joe Biden's ability to be paid back by his brother depended on the success of his family's shady financial dealings. Some immediate questions President Biden must answer for the American people. Does he have documents proving he lent such a large sum of money to his brother? And what were the terms of such financial agreement? Did he have similar financial agreements with other family members that led them to make similar large payments to him? And did he know that the same day James Biden wrote him a check for $200,000, James Biden had just received a loan for the exact same amount from business dealings with a company that was in financial distress and failing. The House Oversight Committee will soon announce our next investigative actions and continue to follow the money. The bank records don't end here. There's more to come. So when you don't have a speaker, all of this stuff is on hold. All right. of this stuff is on hold. So this has got to stop. they got to get their heads out of their gluteus maximus and they got to do the job. Get a speaker and get going again. I think that's why there's money that's floating around that is causing the uh, the email threats and the threats uh, on certain people in the party because they want to keep the House divided. They need to keep it divided through at least election time, at which point in time they won't have enough time to do anything and, you know, the the maybe the... the the side changes. Well, they, you know, it's terrible. I heard somebody say yesterday that what's his name, Hakeem, the uh, the Repu- the Democrat leader of the of the House, uh, Hakeem Jeffries, I believe his name is. Uh, yeah. He is actually in contention for being Speaker now. If yeah. the, if the Republicans don't get their act together, we may have a Democrat Speaker of the House because of the ineffectiveness and the bickering that's going on on the side of the, of the Republicans. This is saying that the Republicans don't know how to lead. In the meantime, you look at the Democrat side, and they are in lockstep. I mean, you could, you could present uh, Adolf Hitler as the speaker, and if, if Jeffries and his minions said vote for him, the entire Democratic uh, 
side of the of the house would vote for him. I mean, now, let me ask. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Now, let's say that that were to happen. Do they have to do a vote for him again for Jeffries? Yeah. I think you have to win by so many votes. Right now, Jeffries has uh, 211 every time. Every time. Well, what I'm vote. asking is, could and Nancy's still congresswoman, right? She's running again. Yeah. She said she's going to. She never wanted to give up that speakership. Would she challenge him? I think that uh, if you want to get the Republicans to, to get their act together, put Nancy Pelosi in the speakership. I mean, every single one. Seriously, as it is right now, what I would recommend that uh, people who are listening to this program, if your representative was one of the uh, 8 to 20, it varied, uh, 8 to 20 holdouts for Jordan or Scalise, uh, I would seriously consider primarying them out, get getting them, get rid of this, this guy in office. Now, like you said yesterday, Bill, maybe they don't care. Maybe they've got enough money and enough promises that have been made to them from lobbyists and things like that, that don't worry, if you lose your job, you're still going to be a wealthy person. Just do what we say, that kind of deal. But uh, still, I would get them out. I, I would just, yeah. you got to clean that place out. And some of these people, their attitude was like, I don't care what you think. I don't care what my constituents think. I don't care about the people who call my office. I'm voting the way I think I should vote. I heard guys essentially say that in front of uh, TV cameras. And I thought, you arrogant son of a gun, you are a representative. If your constituents yeah. say do something, you should do it. Yeah. I mean, look, the only thing you can do as a representative, if you don't believe in what you're doing, you can say, I'll plead my case to you, but I'll give you what you want. But right. here's what I believe. Yeah, that's true. And that's a good rep. But uh, these people don't think that way. They think that they are the power. They, they think, they're, think they're the power, not the constituents. So uh, it's amazing when they're when they're running, especially for the first time. They mm -hmm. they promise you the world. Every representative I've seen, every politician. Oh, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I'm going to straighten Washington out, and I'm going to clean up the corruption. And they get down there, and the swamp just sucks them in. It just sucks them in. And you say, what do you mean? Well, you can't tell me they make they don't make a lot of money. I mean, a lot. Don't look at their salaries. That's the chump change that we see. I, I mean, these guys, they leave, they leave the Senate and the House after one or two terms, and they're set for life. You know, if you are in, I think you're in two, if you're in two terms in the House of Representatives, you have their health care for the rest of your life. Your yeah. health and your health care. Don't you get paid too? Well, you do get paid, and I think you get your salary. It's almost like it's almost yeah. like a full salary. But the health care, forget the Social Security health care, Medicaid, no, no, no. Theirs is, you know, you stay in a luxury suite at the hospital. You don't stay in a in a double room. You you get the best of the best, and, and uh, because they voted, they didn't say, "Well, look, let's put Medicare out there for everybody." And uh, we'll take it, too. They said, we'll put Medicare out there for everybody, but we'll do something a little better for us. That's what mm -hmm. they said. Yeah, so that's it, what they do. Yep. Uh, anyway, 
Uh, this is a weekend update. We always can go a little shorter, and we like to, because it makes us feel like it's the weekend when we, when we do that. Because yeah. do you have anything else you want to add, Bill, before I'll we... throw this one thing in. It's short. I don't have the bishop's name, but apparently, you know, King, G- King James rewrote the Bible. Mm-hmm. And now apparently there is a, uh, a bishop that uh, is rewriting the Bible, too. Uh, he is, uh, well, he thinks that... Uh, He's reading between the lines and that Jesus was bisexual. Oh, come on. Don't you love how they, you know, if I were the, first of all, if I were the good Lord, if I were God, I'd sometimes. A big cloud with lightning. I would be shaking my head like, where the heck did these people come from? I didn't create this. But, uh, you know, I also heard another thing about the Bible yesterday. Seriously. Someone came out with a suggestion that. AI should write the Bible. AI should write the Bible. Why? I damned if I know. Okay, AI is going to go. It 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 is the sum of all knowledge that we have laid out. It is that sum of knowledge. So if we have twisted, maligned, and you know, um, screwed the up. Bible, screwed up the Bible, screwed up the Bible. Yeah. It's only going to take that and rewrite it in yes. a more a more refined, screwed-up fashion. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got to love it. We live in interesting times. Say a prayer over the weekend. Uh, they're talking about this Israeli attack. It may happen over the weekend. It's imminent. I mean, it li- literally could be happening as we do this program. Uh, and when that happens, you know, a lot of good people are going to die. Uh, it's it's No one's going to win in this situation. Um, and also... The Forgotten War in Ukraine, it continues, but nobody's talking about it anymore. You know, it's like, uh, oh, we sent how many billions of dollars? Oh, yeah, well, that's okay. We're uh, we're all done with that for the time being. Let's let's move on yeah. to something else to do. Oh, Middle East, I like that. That's good. You know, it's like they keep holding these shiny objects up in front of us, and we keep, you know, to get our attention, and when we start to become... Uh, disinterested, uh, then they show another shiny object to to get our attention. We're like they treat us like children. Well, we know? like shiny stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Anyway, uh, that's about it for us. If you want to contact us, our number is eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight eight three three five three eight seven eight six eight. Mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at jimandbill.com and jimandbill at mail And that's going to do it for the weekend update. The weekend update is finished. It's a wrap. You can put a fork in it. We're done. We're done. We're done. But unlike other programs that have different endings for different types of shows, we are not that clever. We jump back to what works for us. (laughs) The tried and true. Yes. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here.